Hey, uh, I run the Masmidim program at Camp Kaley, and the Masmidim program is really all learning. It's learning all day, so uh, you would think that why do you have to be in Camp Kaley to learn all day? Uh, and uh, it, it struck me that maybe instead of just talking about chesed, which I think was the advertised topic, we talk about a fusion between Ben Adam L'chavero and Ben Adam L'makom, meaning we spend our days in Ben Adam L'makom when we're learning all day, but we're in this incredible environment of Ben Adam L'chavero. So I started thinking about the topic of where you have that, that fusion of the two, and um, it, 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 what came to mind was the Magen Avram's quote of the Arizal about giving tzedakah right before tefillah. That you daven, and you daven, that's the ultimate Ben Adam Makom experience, but you give tzedakah right before to show the Rebbe Shalom that we're all connecting with each other, that there's Ben Adam and somehow that helps open up the Shari Shemaim. Experiencing a very positive Ben Adam moment is going to help us tremendously in our Ben Adam Makom. So that got me started thinking about what else do we have that's Ben Adam in shul and a tefillah. So I figured our Tadman Halach is supposed to be Tadman Halach Shir, so it was a Tadman Halach Shir on Ben Adam Lechavero in Shul. How many inyanim of Ben Adam Lechavero come up in Shul? There's uh, the assistant principal in the DRS, Rabbi Eli Storch, uh, likes to tell the joke. He says, what bracha do you say before smacking someone in the face? With a satif batzitzis. Does everyone smack someone? Okay, so, okay, went over, okay. And no one laughs when he says it. So the... <laughs> The, uh, the, there, there's, a, there's a famous Maisa, the Chassid asked the Baba Varebi, what special kavanah should he have when he's dancing during Hakafos? And Baba Varebi said, the special kavanah you should have is not to step on anyone's toes. And he said, what special kavanah should I have when I'm putting on my tali? He said, you should have a special kavanah not to smack anyone in the face with the tzitzis. So that's obviously the Benad Mechavero element that comes up in the field. But I want to talk a little more halach Maisa issues that actually come up in Shulchanach because you don't need the Shulchanach to tell you not to smack someone in the face with the and that you should be at least a decent human being. There is a discussion in Shulchan Aruch, a significant discussion in Rishonim and Shulchan Aruch about borrowing a talis tefillin svarim that aren't yours. When you go when you go to a shul, you realize you don't have your talis and tefillin. Can you borrow someone else's without permission? In Shulchan Aruch and Simon Yudalid paskins that you're allowed to borrow a talis and tefillin, but not svarim, which is very interesting. He assumes that talis and tefillin, it's all based on the, the assumption what people are makbid about. He says, who would care if you borrow the talis and tefillin? No one would mind if you borrow the talis and tefillin, but svarim, people are very makbid. They don't want you to borrow the svarim because you might rip the sefer, but the talis and tefillin, what are you going to do to it already? So uh, it's, it's possible that nowadays the, uh, it's reversed. Nowadays, maybe we can make the assumption that people are a little more sensitive about their talis and tefillin than they are about svarim. I think at least we can make the assumption that uh, that svarim are no longer something people are so concerned about. At least the sidurim are something that people are very happy to lend out to uh, to, to other people. The Archa Shulchan says that if you just uh, want to look something up in a sefer, that's for sure okay. Um, and the Minchas Yitzchak and Chelak Zayin Sim Kovlamin says uh, nowadays it's probably no hefsid at all. And obviously, unless it's some rare, precious sefer, there will be no problem with it. What about uh, the Talis and Tefillin? So the Mishabura says that you are allowed to borrow Talis and Tefillin, but you shouldn't make it a consistent thing. You shouldn't say, oh, what do I need my own Talis and Tefillin? I can just use the other guys every single day. Most people would not be okay with that. It's all about what we could assume people would be okay, okay with. You certainly have to fold it back in its original place. You can't remove it from the premises. If the owner's there, you certainly have to, have to ask him. And obviously, if you know that this guy is Makbid, so, uh, so then obviously you're not allowed to 
borrow without his permission. Another Indian of Birad Mechavir that comes up in Shulchan Aruch is the length of the tefillah, how long you can daven if you are a shaliach tzibur. The Gemara in Brachas, Taflamar Aleph, tells us Rabbi Akiva had the minag that when he would daven imat tzibur, mekatser va'ola, he would be mekatser va'ola because of tarei chatzibur. He would daven shorter tefillah because of tarei chatzibur. Shulchan Aruch and Simon and Gimel Sifir Aleph Quotes this says that a shot that's marich b'tfilaso is lo tovosa shleich tzibur davens for too long is not doing a good thing because of the tircha d'tzibura. Mishabura says he doesn't understand these chazalim. Sometimes they just want to hear their own voices. They're not doing chatzil Hashem. They're not doing chatzil lachem. It's not. Uh, it's not. It's not good for for anybody. So I saw Rav Saraya Dublitsky, if I'm pronouncing the name correctly. You see, he writes a lot of haskamas. I think he's even quoted um, in, in his haskama to say to the sefer shiari mitzvah says that uh, the same applies to Chazan davening his uh, silent Shmon Esrei. It's not only the Chazan Shas, because everyone's got to wait for him, da- or to a rabbi who knows everyone's waiting for him, that he, should, he shouldn't daven a long Shmon Esrei. But what's most interesting to me is how he defines what a short Shmon Esrei is. It's not, it's no Chiddush. You shouldn't daven a long Shmon Esrei if, if everyone's waiting for you. So he says, so during the week, your Shmon Esrei should be only about nine minutes. It shouldn't be, uh, it shouldn't be more than that. And on Shabbos, he thought that about six minutes is a reasonable amount of time. In Shuvah Svan Hagos, in Rav Shturmach says that if you have a long Shmon Esrei, another thing to be concerned about is don't daven behind somebody, because that person is not going to be able to take the three steps back because of you. You have to be considerate of uh, those, those who are around you. Um, the, uh, the, there, there is a discussion in Poskim that if you're being unreasonable about it, you're davening right in front of, uh, of an area that, that Rabbim Holkumbo, that there are a lot of people that walk by, Rosh Shlomo Zalman, Elich Shlomo says they could pick the guy up and move him out of the way so that people could walk by. It's not fair that the person is going to daven long shmona. So I remember when I was in uh, YU, uh, there was a guy who's now a prominent rabbi of a very large shul who used to daven a very long Shmona Esrei. And one time we were davening Mincha in the base Medrash, and he was davening Mamish right by the door. He was blocking everyone, one whole side of the base Medrash, from, uh, from, from leaving the base Medrash. And I remember Rav Goldvich sat there patiently, waited until he finished Shmona Esrei, then went over to him and uh, gave him a little shmooz and said, you want to be from? Go stand up against the wall and be from over there. But you have to, you have to keep in mind everybody else around you. And that's, that's clear. The Elia Rabbah writes in... in, in, in uh, Simon Kufchavdal Tzivkan Zayin, that the rabbi, and really, whenever there's a minion mitzumtzum, there's only 10 people and they need to wait for everyone, shouldn't have been too long. Machsa Shekel says, Amaruch Yosemidai, Osa Shalokedin, that if someone is Amaruch Yosemidai, he's doing it correctly, he's being Matriach the Tzibur, and the Primagadim in Eshel Avram, Sivkan Beis, writes that Adam Chashem Matriach Tzibur, Shemtina Bishvilo Nena Shalkach, someone who makes the Tzibur wait for him, is ultimately going to be punished. Probably the most common form of Beram Lechavera that comes up, or being Mafria in Beram Lechavera that comes up in shuls, is talking. The Shulchan Aruch and Kuv Chavdal Tziv Zayin says that Imsach, who chote v'gadol avonu minso, he's talking about during Chazar Shatz. If a person speaks, he's a terrible sinner, his sin is too, too large a sin for him to bear the burden of it. And Mishabur and Sivkar Chav Zayin quotes from the El Yerabah that Oila Anoshim Shemasichim Beis Atvila, woe unto such people, because we see so many Batik Nisios that were destroyed, and it's clearly because of this sin. There's actually a, uh, in this Sefer, Alich Zverom Lachavero, he quotes from a Sefer Yesh Nochlin, from the father of the Shla Kadosh, who writes, Helo Kim, the Kola Averos Lori Isi Laroa, 
With all the errors of the world, I've never seen something as terrible as, David, as, as talking in shul. It's a zilzal of the cover of the Ribbon Shlalom. It's being mafria, other people from davening. So that's a terrible thing. So that's when you're talking. What about uh, davening loudly and disrupting other people? So that's also an issue. The Shulchan Aruch Paskins, when you daven Shmonas, right? You have to be careful not to daven loudly enough to disrupt other people. You are supposed to daven loudly enough that you could hear it yourself. And that's not only. Uh, proper in terms of decibel level, it's proper in terms of kavana. That when you can hear it yourself, you know that you're going, you know exactly what pace you're going at. Your mind plays tricks on you when, you're not, when you can't hear what you're saying, and you end up going faster than you think you're going, and it's not a reasonable, reasonable speed. So to hear yourself, yes, but to have other people hear you, not so good. Now, during the other parts of davening, we assume that tefillah b'kol, Mishburah writes in a number of places, is recommended and encouraged. But it's best if everybody's doing it so that it creates a, uh, a hum of tefillah, rather than just one person who's disrupting everybody else. Um, the Mishabruah also talks about Shulchan Aruch and Simon and Gimel, and talks about who's roi to be a Shleach Zibor. So Mishabruah over there says that a person who has yard sight should realize that more important than, uh, than davening for the Amud by, uh, by yard sight is uh, to make sure that he's a person that the Tzibor wants to be davening. A lot of times people think that they have yard sight, that they should always daven for an Amud. It's not always right. If they're a person that uh, will be difficult to listen to, I know when, or uh, I don't have any yard sites, but when I, uh, when, when I, when I daven, if I, if I were to try to daven for an Amud, no one would be happy. For, uh, it doesn't sound pleasant at all. So you want someone who can, uh, can sound reasonable, can sound decent, when he's davening. And then the final issue that comes up in on the Chavira, I'm sure there are many more, but these, these are the ones I'm thinking of, uh, when, you're, when you're davening in shul, is, uh, is uh, giving tzedakah. Uh, we started with that Arizal, to give tzedakah right before you daven. A lot of times there are people coming around collecting tzedakah during davening. So we know the rule is, the Chazal tell us, Osik, the mitzvah, patr min mitzvah. And if you're doing one mitzvah, you put from another mitzvah. The Ritva Masecha Sukkah says, Shkayach, of course, I was in mitzvah. I'm a human being, I can't do two things at one time. What do you, what, what's the Havamina? Let, let's say it wouldn't be Patamina Mitzvah. Then what? Then what would, I, what would I do? So the Ritva says, No, no, the Chiddush is, I'll take the mitzvah. Usser to do another mitzvah, that every other mitzvah becomes a dvar of shus. It's usser to be mafsik and do another mitzvah, the ritva writes. So that's why it's probably usser, if you're in the middle of Kriyashma, probably usser to, to, to take out money and give tzedakah at that, at that point in time. You're in the middle of Shemana probably usser to, to disrupt your kavana in order, to, uh, in order to give money at that time. They say in Halicha Shlom, it's a Shlom Zalman, because when he would daven in Shari Chesed, he would line up Shkalim on his uh, shtender. So that each Ani would come and would, uh, would just take one on his own so that he wouldn't have to be interrupted during davening. Hopefully none of the Aniim came and you know, wiped the whole standard clean. They would each know to take just one. But these are just some of the Yinyanim of Ben uh, Adel Chavera that comes up in the ultimate Ben Adel Makom place, in the ultimate place where we connect with the Ribbon Shalom, Ben Adel Makom. And we should realize that whenever we're doing anything Ben Adel Makom, there should be a healthy balance between Ben Adel Makom and Ben Adel I think if uh, those of you who, uh, who are interested in coming to Camp Kaley, if you ever saw what it was all about, so, uh, so my program is uh, you know, mostly a learning program, but just being in an environment with such incredible energy, such incredible ruach, such incredible love, is really, uh, is really something special. Uh, my my masmidim uh, last year told me that they w- their bunk was right near the teen bunk, and the entire summer they didn't hear a single fight, a single 
fight break out in the team bunks, which is unusual, I think, when you have a bunch of boys together for uh, for a whole summer. It's really, really pretty, pretty special thing. And um, thank you for listening. You should all continue to be matzliach in your learning. And for those of you who are interested, we hope to see you in the summer. Uh,